Today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Does it feel like you keep putting yourself out there? You're networking, you're doing Facebook Lives, you're posting on social media, you're really doing so many things, but no one thing really seems to be working. And you feel like there's just so much noise. They're just a ton of people and they're doing a ton of things and networking events and the online space, they're full of people who are talking. Tons of people talking, and yet no one really seems to be listening. And on top of it all, it seems there are so many people who are doing what you do. You aren't sure how you can stand out in such a crowded sea of people and businesses so that people can even find you. And you're frustrated that the people who do happen to find you, they're just not a good fit. And while this is true about business, I'm going to let you in on something. This is also 100% true about dating. For those of you who know me, you know that I left my life as a lawyer to start my own business as a date coach many years ago. And I built that business very successfully. In fact, if you don't know, you can go back to episode one and listen to that story. But I bring that up because today we're talking about differentiating your business in a noisy and crowded marketplace. (laughs) And so if you happen to be single, then congratulations, you're getting a twofer today because what I tell you about standing out in your business is the same thing that I would tell my clients about standing out to find love, about differentiating themselves in a noisy and crowded sea of people so that they could find the partner that's right for them. And the dating analogy is so fitting, given my last episode, episode five, where I interviewed Rachel Albers, and she talked about her business as a relationship, an ongoing relationship, one that she needs to choose to love and commit to every single day. And she talked about success and success in her business and how it requires daily action, ongoing with your eyes always focused on the long term, just like a marriage. And she even talked about her business in comparison to something that she did in her marriage, which was she chose to get married every single day for 365 days in a row. Yes to the same man, (laughs) but you can go back to episode five and listen to that story. And I, I tell you all of this because my dating clients felt all the ways that I started this episode explaining. They were worried about competition. They were worried about being invisible. They were worried about blending in to a sea of people. But the reason that they were worried about that was because they really were rooted in a scarcity mindset. They didn't think that there was enough. It was kind of like, well, she got a boyfriend and she got a boyfriend and she got a boyfriend. So now all the men are just drying up and soon there's not going to be a boyfriend for me. And it was kind of this idea that there just wasn't enough to go around, this scarcity mindset that kept them from allowing themselves to show up as their full self. And that kept them from finding the right partner, sometimes a partner at all. And they definitely weren't having fun when it came to dating. But together, we were able to change their perspective. And when they were able to see that there was plenty for everyone, that there's an abundance of people for every situation and for every person, 
that it's not finite and something that's depleting, then that gave them the ability to do all of the things that we're going to talk about today. The same things that if you do will allow you to step into that same abundance in your business because you're going to be certain, you're going to be fruitful, and the fear that you have around allowing yourself to be seen, and I promise you it's a fear, we're going to talk about that today as well too, it will dissipate. And I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you how you can take what made my dating clients successful and apply it to your business so that you can step into abundance, operate from that best self, and find the ideal clients that you're looking for and have fun the entire time. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita I've, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Today it's me and you and a bottle of Deliverance, a wine from Hightower Creek Vineyards in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Many of you know that's where I was on vacation, and while I was there, I did get to visit so many wonderful wineries, all of which were amazing. But in particular, the people and the owners and the staff and the dogs (laughs) at Hightower Creek Vineyards, they were the friendliest, and their wine was delicious. And I picked this particular bottle Because the show today is all about delivering you. (laughs) It's about setting you free, setting you free from the thoughts and the actions that are keeping you hidden from your ideal clients, keeping you overlooked for big opportunities, and really just keeping you playing small. And it's all of that that keeps you lost. It keeps you lost in a crowded marketplace of businesses, making it really hard for people to find you and hire you. And guess what? (laughs) If no one's hiring you, you don't have a business. And if you don't have a business, not only can you not help others achieve their dreams, but you can't support yours. So today, I'm going to tell you things you can do immediately to stand out so that you can be seen, seen by your ideal clients and branded as the expert that they have to work with. Now, in episode five last week, I got to interview Rachel Albers, and she said something I loved. She said, you can either embrace what makes you unique or you can retreat from it. And if you're retreating from it, really all you're doing is blending back into the crowd. And in business, that means you're invisible. People can't find you. But it's really, really, really hard to embrace what makes you unique. It's hard to embrace your differences. People struggle with this all the time. In fact, I had a client call me just the other day talking about her own podcast. And she said, Rita, I'm really not happy with my podcast because I don't feel like I'm being truly authentically me. And I asked her to dig into that as we dug into that a little bit. She realized that really growing up all of her life, 
people had told her to tone it down. Keep it down. You're being too energetic. You're laughing too loudly. Girls don't act like that. You need to behave on a lesser scale. And she thought she had gotten over all of that. She had no idea how much of this was spilling over into her adult life. And she definitely didn't know how much of this was spilling into how she chose to run her business. And that's just one example of what can keep people struggling to embrace what makes them unique because they maybe were told that it was something that wasn't good, not something that they should celebrate, or they aren't even clear. (laughs) They aren't clear about themselves. They don't even have an idea about what makes them different. Maybe they're rooted in scarcity, that scarcity mindset that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. They're worried about alienating people because they feel like there's not enough. There aren't enough people. There aren't enough clients or there isn't enough money. There aren't enough opportunities to go around for everyone. And so they can't really afford to lose any of them, meaning they have to try to appeal to everyone. They have to try to please everyone. They have to try to make everyone happy because that's how the money, the clients, and the opportunities will come in, at least as far as they're concerned. Or they're worried about how they look. No one likes to be an outcast. (laughs) No one wants to look at them differently for being unique. But different is truly mandatory in business for success. And in episode five, Rachel talked about all of her differences, all of the things that made her unique that were apparent from an early age, and what she had done to embrace them and move through what some would deem to be detrimental impact that came from being different. And I really encourage you to listen to episode five if you haven't. Number one, you will just laugh the entire time. (laughs) Rachel is wonderful, she's insightful, and she's funny. And while Rachel is very clear about who she is, and she's always, as you can tell in episode five, been very clear about who she is, so many people aren't. And I'm hoping that that's what her episode and this episode can help change. I actually want you to take a minute and think back to age seven or as close to age seven as you can imagine. Now, I take you to age seven because that's when they, and I put they in quotes because as Paul Reiser once said, a, a, a actor and a comedian that I love, he wrote a book. I, I read this book in like sixth grade. I don't remember the name of it. I think it was just his biography. But he's like, I don't know who they are, but they have a lot of power. <laughs> and so they, meaning I read this somewhere and I can't remember where, um, but I re- I've read it a couple of places and I've heard it a couple of times. But they say that who you were at age seven or close to age seven is your true authentic self. Now, I don't know how psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, scientists all got together and arrived at age seven, but I know that it has something to do with like being young enough to not yet care (laughs) about what people think, but old enough to have had some experiences to start knowing who you are. And so I want you to think about who you were at age seven. Now, if this is difficult for you, something that can make it easy is to go find a photo. Find a photo of yourself at age seven. (laughs) Find a photo of you somewhere and let it take you back to you then. 
and think about who you were. What was your personality like? What did you love doing? What were your strengths? What were your skills? I mean, at age seven, (laughs) y'all, I was dancing around my house to the television show Solid Gold. I was absolutely 100% going to be a Solid Gold dancer. Now, if you don't know what Solid Gold is, you absolutely (laughs) need to take five minutes, pause this recording if you need to, uh, pause this podcast, and go look it up. (laughs) Go look up Solid Gold. I promise you'll be entertained forever. But I was going to be a Solid Gold dancer. Really, at age seven, I loved performing. I loved being on stage. Shocker. (laughs) I loved um, theater. I loved dancing. I really loved being around people. I thrived off of that energy. But I loved everything that had to do with entertaining I also was very imaginative. I played dress up. I uh, didn't hold back from singing or dancing. I wasn't worried about what other people thought. And there's a lot more that I could list, right? But what's really funny is when I think about why I started not liking my career as a lawyer, like when I was working for 13 years as a lawyer and I was good at it, but I didn't love it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that those things about myself at age seven were not in play. With my life as an attorney, uh, yes, a lot of attorneys get to be theatrical. I wasn't one of those. I was in a desk job. I was in a transactional attorney job. I was doing business and real estate law. So the path that I had walked down, what I had fallen into, the path that I had taken, it took me away from what made me authentically me when I really think about who I was at age seven. And so I want you to take a minute and think about who you were at age seven. What were you doing? Who were you? What was your personality like? What did you love? Take a minute and write it down. Another thing that you can do to connect with who you are is to do a self-inventory. And that means really writing down all of your education, your experiences, your skills, your strengths, not what you love, just really what you bring to the table. And when you're thinking about this, don't think about it only from a professional point of view. Think personally as well from every area of life. Now, Rachel, in episode five, talked about this. She didn't do this purposefully, but she said when success really started flowing in, when she thinks kind of retroactively about it, it was the moment that she combined her strength with one of her top skills, comedy, with marketing. (laughs) And when she owned that and incorporated that in, that really kickstarted everything. Now, another thing that you can do to get in touch with who you are is think of your story. And when I say story, a lot of times people are like, oh, Rita, you mean my why, <laughs> why I'm doing what I'm doing. And not really. <laughs> what I really mean is how did you get to where you are? Whatever that is, wherever you are, how did you get there? What was your trajectory around it? So if you kind of think about this, who you were at age seven, what your skills and strengths and and abilities are and education and experiences and how you've gotten to where you are, you'll really start connecting with who you are. And this is important. It's important for you to know who you are for so many reasons. But in business, it's really because people buy you. I mean, yes, okay, (laughs) ultimately they're buying your product or your service, but we said at the beginning there really are a lot of people who are doing the same things. I'm a business strategist, a business coach, whatever title you want to put on it. 
Well, there are a lot of business coaches, business strategists, or whatever title you want to put on it out there. Maybe you're a health coach. Maybe you're a marketer. There are a lot of other people doing those same things. There are a lot of people selling the same or similar types of products. Ultimately, why someone buys from you is because of you. They get to know you and they like you. But for them to get to know you, you have to know you. So as you're writing this out, as you're writing out who you are, I want you to start being as descriptive as possible. Don't use empty adjectives. Here's what I mean. And now I'm going to give you a dating analogy. (laughs) So when I was working with my dating clients, specifically working with them on writing online dating profiles, one thing that they would do is use empty adjectives. And what that is are descriptors that aren't descriptive at all. (laughs) They would be so generic that the words or the phrases could apply to anybody. And it actually really said nothing about them. Here's a great example. Um, I used this example when I was speaking at the Women in Power Expo in Washington, D.C. in 2018. And so I asked people, how many people here love food? How many of you love food? And everyone raised their hand. I said, great, that's a lot of people in here who love food. None of us really stand out. Now I want you to keep your hand up if you love to cook. And so some hands went down because, like me, (laughs) not everybody loves to cook. Um, So then I said, okay, for those of you who still have your hands up, how many of you love to bake? And now more hands went down. And then I said, out of the hands that are still left, how many of you love to bake a pie? And there were only a few hands up. And I said, see, that, that's what makes you different. We just went from the whole room loving food to who likes to bake a pie? And that made you stand out. And so being specific, being detailed becomes very important for standing out. Instead of saying you love to travel, what does that mean? (laughs) You know, I I could love to travel to the Wisconsin Dells once a year and stay in the same hotel and eat at the same restaurant. Or I could love to travel as in I just go to the airport and the next flight that takes off, I just hop in it and I just go, right? What does that mean? It means nothing if you say you just love to travel. You have to get really detailed so that people understand specifically who you are and how you apply that in your life. Now, knowing who you are is gonna make the next thing that I talk about so much easier. And that's knowing what you stand for. I don't mean what you stand for in everything. I mean, yes, (laughs) it's important that you know what you stand for. But what I'm talking about is business. And so what I mean is what you stand for in your industry. Your thoughts, your preferences, your opinions, your lines in the sand. If you listen to episode five, what Rachel talked about was that she became very vocal about what she didn't like about marketing the mistakes that she thought people made, what she thought was bad marketing, what she thought was awkward marketing, what she thought was uncomfortable, ineffective, just plain bad marketing. And the minute she started stating this opinion is really when she started pulling in the right audience, the right community, the right clients. 
it helped her, right? All of that, starting with what she didn't like, helped her define what she did like, what she stood for, what she believed. Now, remember how I talked about so many people wanting to please everyone because of the scarcity mindset that they're holding on to? Well, when you want to please everyone, you speak so generically because you don't want to alienate anyone. And so when you're trying to appeal to everybody because you want to please everybody, you resonate with no one. So you must alienate in order to resonate. I'm going to say that again. You must alienate in order to resonate. Now, look, this is how this came up in dating. And so if you have this in your online dating profile, and I would say about seven out of 10 people do, (laughs) and it goes something along the lines of, I love to go out just as much as I love to stay in. Sometimes I love dressing up in a black cocktail dress and going out on the town. And other times I love to be in jeans and a t-shirt, just relaxing at home. I like to go out, stay in, stand up, sit down. I like to laugh. I like to cry. You guys get my point, right? It's really not saying anything. In fact, You're saying you like everything and that you're open to everything. And when you like everything and you're open to everything, you're not telling me anything about you. And so what I always told my date coaching clients is what I'm going to tell you now. And that's I give you permission to turn people off. In fact, it's almost like mandatory action. (laughs) I am requiring that you turn people off. And it's easier to remember that it's okay to do this when you're surrounding yourself with a reminder of abundance, abundance in the world. There are plenty of clients and customers for everyone, and there are plenty of clients and customers for you. And so when you alienate people, there are going to be plenty of the right people that you resonate with that flow in. And so Rachel When she started doing this, when she started really owning her opinions about marketing and sharing them and what she thought was good and bad and what just was plain should never be done, right? When she really started standing for something, yes, she alienated a lot of people. But on the same coin, on the other side, she started calling in a lot of the right people, which boosted her following, boosted her clients, boosted the opportunities that came her way. And so in your desire to please everyone, you're appealing to everybody, or at least you're trying to, but you're not resonating with anyone. And so please, just like my date clients where I said, look, you have to say what you really like and what you stand for and what you care about. You can't hedge your bets. You can't Try to appeal to everybody or you're always going to find that you're not going out on a date with the right people. It's the same thing in your business. You have to be okay with turning people off. And that's easy when you remember that there are plenty of people out there. And when you create that space by turning people away, turning people off, the right people are going to flow in. And it can be hard because being different isn't really something that's celebrated. Think about movies, think about books, think about anything. And that different, that unique, that individual, (laughs) that person, it's sometimes thought of as odd or quirky or unconventional or different. And it's not looked at universally. 
as a really admired thing. And it can be hard because who wants to be an outcast? But when you remember that there's an abundance, it's so much easier to step into you. When you know who you are, And when you remember that there's an abundance, you feel really confident to share your viewpoints because you're not afraid to alienate because you know that by alienating, you're doing exactly what you want, which is resonating and pulling in and calling in the right people. And that brings me to kind of one of my final points, which is the right people will be called in. The right people will flow into you. Because at the end of the day, everything that you're doing as a business owner, it's about them. It's not about you. And I told this to my date coaching clients too. They'd always be like, especially when they went speed dating, they would always say, ugh. (laughs) I went speed dating and it was terrible, Rita. I just sat there and for like ever, I just said the same thing over and over and over to 12 different people. I just had to keep telling my story. And I said, well, then you're definitely doing it wrong. You shouldn't be talking about yourself at all, right? You're not trying to date you. You know everything that there is to know about you. In fact, you're going home with yourself, right? You are a done deal. It's about them. Ask about them. Make it about them. And this is a mistake that I see a lot of business owners making, but it's one that Rachel brought up in episode five. And Rachel said, look, I was doing this show. It was like a weekly Facebook Live show and I was giving good value and I was giving good education. And if she had stayed attached to the way that she thought she needed to show up for her audience, if she had been really like, this is a format and this is a way and this is what I need to do, she would have missed out on really connecting with her audience. Because what she realized by thinking about everything from their point of view is how they were reacting and what they were reacting to and what they liked and what they didn't like and what they liked about some of her style and what they liked about some of her performance uh, methods and what they liked about how she was showing up and what they didn't like. And she kept pulling it and tweaking it and refining it until eventually she came up with her show, Awkward Marketing, which we talk a lot about in episode five. And again, if you haven't listened, I really do suggest that you go back and listen because it's a great episode. Rachel is amazing when it comes to branding and differentiating yourself. And so that's how she got to her show, Awkward Marketing, because she made it about them. And again, right, that fear of not being celebrated for being different is what makes you focus on, I have to look good, right? So you're focused on you. In fact, I know so many people who are like, Rita, I can't do a Facebook Live because I don't like my voice or I don't like the way I look on video or I'm worried that I'm not gonna be polished or Rita, I can't put up my sales page for that program until it's 100% correct or Rita, if I do this, what will people think of me? Rita, if I agree to take this opportunity, what will people think? Rita, if I show up in this way and I'm not 100% polished and presentable and everything's not 100% perfect, then how am I going to look, right? That focus in these situations are on yourself. You're worried about you. And I see so many entrepreneurs hold back from so many projects and so many great things because of that fear. They need it to be perfect. What if I don't send the right email What if I send an email out for a speaking 
engagement, but I say the wrong thing. So I can't send the email at all till I know that I'm going to come across looking amazing in this email. Um, I want to share a video on my Facebook Live page, Rita, but I can't do it until I know that I have the right video equipment and the right lighting and the right background and the right script because I need to look amazing, Rita, right? Again, all of this focus is in the wrong place. The focus shouldn't be on you. It needs to be on your audience and what they need. They need to look great, not you. And that gave me one of my favorite quotes ever from Rachel. And I'm going to butcher it because I don't actually have it in front of me, but I've been sharing it, right? I've been sharing it a lot. And the quote, something along the lines of, well, in fact, I'm not even going to give the quote. I'm going to kind of share a little bit of the story. She talked about meeting her husband and she met her husband in Mexico and she went to salsa dance and he asked her to dance and she didn't really know how to do it. And one thing he said was, look, you know, <laughs> he was like, look into my eyes, look into my eyes. So she did. But what he said is it's basically a, a good dancer makes their partner look good. A good dancer, a good leader is really concerned about their partner and making sure that their partner looks good because when their partner looks good and is doing well and is succeeding, then they look good as a dance partner. And so I want you to really think about that in your business. Your job is to make your audience, your clients, your community, your customers look amazing. Your job is not to make you look amazing. <laughs> and so to make them look amazing, that means giving them the resources, the tools, the opportunities that they need to shine. And that means delivering those even when you feel like you're not going to look your best. How many things are you holding back on because of that need for you to look good? For that perfectionist tendency, but that perfectionism coming from, I want it to look good. I want to look like an expert. I want it to pop. I want my logo to be amazing. I want Not because that's what they need, your audience, but that's because of you and what you are worried about, people thinking about you. So shift your focus. Shift your focus away from you and onto your potential clients, onto your current clients, onto your community, and onto your audience. In fact, when she was talking about her show, Awkward Marketing, Rachel said, if I had tried to start with that high level of a show, that high concept, high level, I wouldn't have been able to do it. It wouldn't have worked. It was only by starting and starting where she was and then getting the feedback of her community that she was able to tweak it and tweak it and revise it and refine it and tweak it and make it more and more excellent each time to give her audience what they need. And that's what she continues to do through today. And so that's one way of making it about them. And in dating, right, <laughs> to keep it with dating, the way that this would show up in an online dating profile would be people saying things like, look, you're the right guy if, right? you're the right guy if you don't mind that I go out with the girls once a week and if you're willing to eat dinner with my family every Saturday night and also if you're going to bring me flowers just because and also if we're always asking for what they wanted to get from their potential partner, but in the online dating profile, never once did they describe what they would give as a partner. In fact, go read a lot of online dating profiles and you'll see this mistake in a lot of places. Well, this same mistake is happening in business. 
site after site, post after post is, well, what kind of client I'm looking for? I need you to be, <laughs> I need you to be a high achiever and I need you to be action oriented and I need you to want it and I need you to be serious and I need you to be all of these things for me. But really, you need to be talking about what you will do for them. And a great way to tell if you're doing this is to look at your website. Look at your website, look at your social media profiles, and see where you're talking about things and count how many times you use the word I or we or our. (laughs) And when you're doing that, you're talking about yourself too much. The predominant word should be you. So the way that this would look on my website is You're frustrated that you're not getting enough clients or you're tired that it's taking so much work. You're upset that it feels like it's always a struggle to make money, right? You, 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 you want this. You're tired of this. You want to achieve this. And here's how I can help you achieve those things. Instead of like, I am a business strategist and I have a law degree and I have built two successful businesses and I know what it takes to, that's too much talking about me, right? And so that's what I want you to kind of think of. Like, am I showing what I give potential clients and customers? And for me to show what I give, I have to know what they want. And that's what I have to be talking about. I understand you. I understand what you want and you need. And I'm going to talk about you. And I'm going to show you that you can see yourself being helped by me. I'm going to let you emotionally connect with me because I'm talking about you and you can see yourself in me. Just make that easy for them. So all of these things, right, knowing you and knowing you well, knowing what you stand for, you know, knowing your point of view, um, and also making it about them, showing that you know all about your potential audience and talking about them and not about you, but also more than that, giving them everything they need to succeed, regardless of how it makes you feel about how you look and how you feel doing it, right? Taking that focus away from you and putting it on them. It's all hard to do, mainly because of imposter syndrome and fear, right? That imposter syndrome of who am I? Who am I to say that these skills and these strengths are good? Who am I to think that I'm good at this? Who am I to be an expert and state my opinions and state my point of view? Who am I to do this? Oh, I need to just keep quiet. Or fear, what are they going to do? How are they going to react? Are they going to celebrate me? Are they not? Am I going to alienate people? Will people be upset? Will people not like me? Those are all the thoughts, right? Again, they're all usually rooted in scarcity. But that's why it's so difficult. But in episode five, Rachel shared with us her strategies for being able to work through the imposter syndrome, for being able to work through the fear. And they were as follows. Basically, it was commitment, belief, clarity, backed by daily action. So commitment was that idea that it's a choice, right? She talked about how she got married 365 times. And again, if you haven't listened, you need to go listen so you understand what I'm talking about. But basically, her marriage was a daily choice, not something that you just kind of fall into and not something that once you get married, you kind of check out of, but that it has to be a daily choice to be committed, to to love. Love isn't just a thing. It's an action. It's a verb. Well, it's the same thing for your business, right? It's a commitment. It's a daily choice to be invested in your business, to love your business. 
And so when you're committed, and we talked about that before, when you're committed, and if you haven't listened to episode four, I talk a little bit about that, about a tree and a tree being rooted and commitment is kind of the root that holds the tree in place. So when the bad weather comes, this the tree stays strong and doesn't topple over. Well, you need that root. You need that commitment. So you need a reminder of your commitment, right? And we're going to talk about that towards the end. But to move through imposter syndrome, to move through fear, you need to be committed to your business. You need to know it's a daily choice. And then you need to have a belief in the outcome. And we've talked about that before too, that the outcome that you want in your business, it's completely and totally inevitable. It's happening right now. You don't know when, you don't know how, but you are 100% sure that that success you want, it's gonna come. And you're very clear about what you want. You're clear about not only what you want to get out of your business, but what you wanna give others, the impact you wanna make. But you're clear about all of it the impact and the ripple effect of it, your business and what you get and the ripple effect of that. And then you take this commitment and you take this belief and you take this clarity and you back it with daily action. And the action is Rachel shared and you've heard me say before, doesn't have to be large. It can be small. It can be just one tiny daily action, 1%. Move something forward 1% every single day, right? I, I... When people are talking to me about waking up early, for example, I always say, just get up like an hour early or get up five minutes early, (laughs) get up one minute early, even really if you just get up one minute early every single day. So you're kind of incrementally getting up early, right? But how different would your life be at the end of a year if just every day you added one minute to like how early you were getting up? But the idea is you're committed to the long term. It's progress. And I think it was Rachel said, look, every action that you do, some days you're going to do thankless actions, but they're all in service to the bigger vision, that bigger vision, that long-term success that you're going after. It's just like marriage, right? It's just like marriage. It's just like dating. Running your business is the same. So what are you doing to remind yourself of your commitment and why you're committed? What are you doing to remind yourself that that success is completely and totally inevitable? What are you doing to make sure you constantly stay clear on that longer term vision? And then what are you doing to measure your progress and to celebrate your progress so that you stay in motion towards it, even if it's just 1% every day? And so look, I want to break this down for you because one thing that you know is I want you to be able to take all of this and implement it right away. So this was still a lot of information. These were high-level concepts, but here's how you can take it and work on this and put it into action right now. I want you to kind of think, what were you like at age seven? Go find a photo, spend a few minutes writing it down, your personality, your likes, your habits, how you showed up, how you showed up to other people, how you showed up in your mind, what you were thinking, how you were feeling. I really want you to get in touch with who you were at age seven. And then ask yourself, how am I showing up now? What pieces of this seven-year-old version of myself are missing? What pieces are there? How can I incorporate more of that person into how I'm running my business so that I can step into a version that's more authentically myself. And then I want you to take some time 
to write out all of your opinions in your industry. But like those line in the sand opinions that you know some people will agree with and some people won't agree with. And then I want you to think about what you're holding back on doing. It could be a Facebook Live. It could be writing an article. It could be agreeing to speak somewhere. It could be publishing a sales page. There's something that's you're not doing. And that not doing it is rooted in what will other people think? How will other people react? Will it look good? Will I look good? What will people think of me? Right? So I want you to uncover what that thing is. And I want you to think, how can I take steps to move that forward today? All right, so number one, you can even narrow it down. Just what's one thing about you at age seven that you wanna start incorporating into your business now and how can you do it? And then I want you to share one point of view with me. I want you to come into my community, The All-In Entrepreneur. You can find us in Facebook and the link to the group is in the show notes. But I want you to come in and I want you to say, Rita, I heard episode six and here is my point of view. (laughs) I heard episode six. I'm here to share with you one point of view in my industry. And I want you to state it really proudly. Be really firmly rooted in in it. Show up in your power and say it, knowing other people are going to disagree. And that's okay. In fact, that's what you want. And then the last thing, what is that thing that you've been procrastinating on doing because of fear of how you're going to look if you do it? And then just do it. If it's a Facebook Live, hop on a live. If it was publishing a sales page, just publish the sales page. If it was publishing a post, just click publish, just do it. And if you do these things, right, then you're going to find that you're going to step into that version of you that's different, that's different from the other people who are doing kind of the same thing that you're doing, <laughs> but they're they're not doing the same thing because they're not you. And they're not doing it with the same ideas and the same reasons and the same background and the same motivations and the same skills and the same strengths. So what you start noticing when you connect with yourself, when you connect with your point of view, and when you really focus on who your audience is and what they want, because your audience will be different than other people's audiences, the community members and the people and the collection of them are gonna be different. So when you focus on you and your point of view and your audience, it doesn't matter that 18 other people are doing the same thing because they're not really. There's 0% chance. There's 0% way that they can be doing exactly what you're doing. And that is what makes you different. That's what makes you stand out. That's what helps you impact more people, impact people in a stronger more effective way, and also build this thriving, successful business. I really can't wait to hear when you come into the all-in entrepreneur and tell me about this. I, I can't wait to hear about what you were like at age seven. If you have a photo, share it. I can't wait to hear about a point of view in your industry and to see you stand in that power of stating it, giving yourself permission to alienate people. And I really can't wait to see you take action on something that you've been held up on because of that perfectionist tendency to want everything to look good so that you look good. I'm really, I I will do one minute dance parties all over the place to celebrate you in all of these things when you come into the all-in entrepreneur and do that. Now, this stuff isn't easy. That's one thing Rachel said. That's one thing I said. I mean, yes, we're telling you how you can do it. That's still easier said than done. 
having support is crucial for any of this. I've always said the most difficult thing for entrepreneurs is sitting in discomfort. It's allowing yourself to sit somewhere that's uncomfortable, to move through something that's uncomfortable. And when we're not seeing results, when we are alienating people, when you're even when you know that that means you're resonating <laughs> with people, when you see people leaving, when you see people unsubscribing, when you see people disagreeing with you, that is really hard. It's a really hard thing to sit with, right? It's hard to work through imposter syndrome. It's hard to promote yourself. It's hard to say, this is what I'm good at. It's hard to even accept compliments from other people about what you're good at. This stuff isn't easy. Support is crucial. Support is crucial for helping you work through all of this. And that's why I wanna tell you one more time about my program, The Six Figure CEO Mastermind. There is only one spot remaining for the mastermind. In fact, 11 incredible women have already kicked off the program. That's right, it started this week, but no worries. This week is nothing but administrative housekeeping. All of the coaching calls, all of the getting to know your group members, the group calls, it all starts the week of September 30th. But this last spot will go. So you need to head on over and fill your application out because your offer is extended to you in the order that the application is received. You can find the information on where to apply in the show notes. So this is it. Time is running out. That's real because we have to start. The 90 days starts counting and it's two groups of six people and the groups become very connected and close. But if you're serious about getting the support that you need, to go all in on your business so that you can differentiate yourself and call in the right people and really stand for who you are and stand for the things that are important to you in your industry and connect with people and let them know with 100% certainty that you're able to help them so that you're able to show up and show up fully and attract all the right people and opportunities into your business, then I would love to invite you to apply for my program, for the Six Figure CEO Mastermind. More action, more money, and more freedom. The program truly very rarely has openings. So the fact that there are openings is really exciting to me because I love connecting you to amazing women. (laughs) And when you participate in this program, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, each group, like I said, has six people and there's one spot open for this round because everyone else is returning. Now, the Six Figure CEO Mastermind is really unlike any other program. That's why I created it. I kind of took, it's like when I started my singles group, the Meetup Singles Group, The reason I started Singles in the Suburbs is there was a meetup group for everything. There was a meetup group for a book club and a meetup group for concerts and a meetup group for wine. And I was like, I just want one group for singles that does all of these things that I love. And there wasn't. And so I created it. That's kind of what I did with the Momentum Mastermind. It's like, here's what I love. I love this about group support, but I love this about private coaching. And I love this about that. And I, and I mixed it all together so that people could get the full support that they really need to experience success in their business. And so it combines community and private coaching and group support 
and daily business building actions and journal prompts and mindset work and a Facebook group and laser coaching and a curriculum and even CEO planning documents and expertise from high-performing women, like all of the things you need that if you took them and you put them in a bowl and you mixed it all up would support you in creating the business and life that you want to live, one that you want to live intentionally. Because success only happens when you have all of these pieces working together. That I am 155% certain of. And so the combined power of all of these pieces working alongside each other is what creates that momentum necessary to break through, to break through to six figures and above in your business. And so I want you to head on over to it, to the information for this program, which you can find in the show notes, or just join me in the All In Entrepreneur on Facebook and ask or look around for the information, or just message me. And with only one spot left, it will fill. So if you're ready for this kind of support, I want you to act now because guys, this is the first time I've ever put private coaching into this program, okay? And because it's the first time, y'all know what I do. I always do a beta round. And this is the first time I've combined a lot of the pieces of support all together. So to me, this is kind of another launch version of a program that I've been running for a while. I just happened to improve it. It used to only be group sessions. Now it's got private coaching and it's got all of these other pieces that I know you need for support. And so I combined all of these together and I am offering this at a crazy price. I mean, the investment price is only $1,200 if you pay in full or $497 a month for three months. That's for two private coaching sessions a month, plus a group session, plus unlimited access to me and your Facebook group between, plus CEO strategic planning documents, plus a daily journal prompt, plus a daily like business building activity, plus, 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 right? All of these people and the other people in your group and all of the expertise and all of these other resources. Now, next year in 2020, when I run it after this round, which is the launch round, it's going to be $750 a person a month for you to participate. So guys, this is a great deal to get all of the support. I mean, this is the time to act on it. If you've been thinking about coaching or getting support or moving your business forward, this is the time. I can't stress that enough, okay? Because I would love to help make your business pop. I would love to help you differentiate yourself in this noisy and crowded marketplace so that you get the clients you want and you're having fun and you're taking control and you feel like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMimiDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.